Hello and welcome to an ISIS Energy podcast. My name is Ben Lee and I am a journalist on the editorial side of things at ISIS and I cover carbon markets. Here with me today is yet my colleague from the ISIS analyst division, Chak Solutions, um, Jan Andreessen. Hi, Jan. Good morning, Ben. Um, well, thanks for joining us today. We're going to be talking about COP21, um, the Paris Agreement, which took place uh, over the weekend and was agreed in Paris, France. Um, this was to do with climate, and it was actually quite a landmark deal, considering the history that's come before it, whereby for many years, uh, decades in fact, countries have struggled to arrive at any sort of stringent climate deal for all countries, but this changed on the weekend. Um, Jan, could you tell us what will it mean for markets then, carbon markets going forward? Yes, uh, so for, uh, there, were, there were indeed some provisions for uh, carbon markets. Um, there are two, let's say, key elements really in the Paris Agreement. The first one is that parties will be, uh, on a voluntary basis, able to, uh, let's say, use internationally transferred mitigation outcomes. So in other words, uh, it means that parties are able to, let's say, transfer or trade their emission units related to the NDCs. Um, a second key element is the establishment of a new, um, let's say, mitigation uh, mechanism, or in other words, another crediting mechanism. It's a little bit of a successor to the CDM and GI, if you want, so the two flexible mechanisms we saw under the, the Kyoto Protocol. Um, Sorry, yeah, just, to, just to interrupt there, uh, for, readers yeah. who, uh, for listeners who might not know what those are, so there's, the CDM is a mechanism that was set up in previous, after previous discussions, and that created carbon offset credits such as uh, certified emissions reductions and um, emissions reduction units which can be traded. Um, sorry, I just thought I'd mention that for any listeners that weren't um, aware of that. Exactly, I think that's a very good point, and uh, yeah, and it's a bit an evolution from what you mentioned. So you mentioned CDM and even GI, and what we saw during the CDM was that a CDM projects would be hosted in the developing countries, and then um, let's say developed uh, countries with targets could use those CRs towards their targets. A bit of an evolution in the Paris Agreement in the sense that now all parties, both developing and developed countries, are able to host, will be able to hold such a, such a mechanism, and then be able to use actually any credits generated towards their, um, let's say, respective uh, NDCs. So that's, uh, that's uh, yeah, a bit of a development uh, compared to the, to the Kyoto Protocol. Okay, what's going to be the next step for this new mechanism then? Um, what will it take yeah. to get operational? Exactly, uh, so there's, uh, there's, there's quite a lot of work to be done before, let's say, such a crediting mechanism can be uh, implemented. What we have in the Paris Agreement is sort of the broad uh, language in order to establish that, that system. And now we have to, uh, let the negotiators have to implement the, let's say, uh, the rules. How is that going to function? Uh, what type of activities would be allowed under such crediting mechanism? Will it be a project-based mechanism or, or rather more of a sectoral-based uh, mechanism? So there are many, uh, the rules regarding that mechanism have to be uh, sort of defined, and that, 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 that could take indeed some, some years uh, before we saw the, the rules emerging. As, as we saw for the CDM, it took some time before uh, such implementation rules were actually developed. So, uh, yeah, that's what the negotiating parties, there's a new role basically now for the negotiating parties to, to really sort of hammer out how such mechanisms is, and, and the rest of the agreement also is going gonna, is gonna to work on the ground. Okay, I see. So this is more just an overall political agreement, and then in coming years we'll, um, we'll see the details of that actually being um, put into put down on paper. 
Exactly. Um, I guess the Paris Agreement is a deal for the post-2020 period, so um, after 2020. Um, so I guess that's the sort of time frame we're looking at for a start to this mechanism. So I guess that's looking at sort of an international mechanism. What was agreed in terms of emissions trading systems, so country-specific emissions trading systems? Yeah, I mean, in, in that context, I would say uh, if you, for example, if, if you're thinking about linking, for example, here, um, I would tend to think I would tend to say that the Paris Agreement is not really a game changer in terms of I, I don't foresee right now in the short term the Paris Agreement leading to an acceleration of the pace in terms of the the linking of uh, emission trading system in the sense that uh, countries they don't need actually sort of an international framework in order to link the emission trading system. We saw, for example, the EU uh, originally uh, linking or attempting to link with uh, the Australia scheme before it was uh, repealed eventually. Right now, there are negotiations with Switzerland, for example. So it's really more of a, of a bilateral uh, discussion uh, when it comes to, to, to linking. However, what in the Paris Agreement can do, for example, with its uh, elements on internationally transfer mitigation outcome is that can sort of facilitate, uh, if you want, the, let's say, integration of mitigation outcomes, such as, uh, sorry, mitigation actions, such as emission trading system, within, let's say, the international uh, framework. And we can also, also see sort of a facilitation when it comes to accounting rules, if parties sort of um, slowly sort of follow similar guidelines, then this is one element when, it, when you're talking about maybe linking emission trading system, which is then uh, facilitated. Okay, so although there's no direct language to do with linking of emissions trading systems, this whole deal could create um, an environment that encourages uh, linking then. I guess just one other question I have is, uh, how, how would you describe the success of the Paris deal? Would you say um, it was a successful outcome, different to it, what was expected going into it, both for markets and the wider agreement itself? Yeah, very interesting question. I think um, overall it was uh, it, it is a significant outcome, and, and I would tend to say that it went probably beyond the uh, expectation that people had. Um, and you can see that also that now that the agreement has been reached, um, you can see that most parties, let's say on the developing side and developed sides, are happy uh, because they managed to secure uh, the elements which were, uh, let's say, important to them. Here I'm thinking about the uh, yeah, transparency framework for the United States and the EU side. Uh, I'm thinking then uh, about climate finance, obviously, on the developing side. Um, and also sort of the maintaining the concept of differentiation, uh, although obviously that concept has evolved. Um, but overall, I think, for example, an element which, in my opinion, goes beyond the, the expectation is, for example, the 1.5 degrees reference when you're thinking about the long-term goals. So um, I think the two degrees was something that parties were working towards. There was always the desire from low island states, for example, to put forward some language on the 1.5. Uh, however, it's something which wasn't clear before the negotiation. So, definitely, to some degree, on some elements, there it was. I would say that the outcome uh, goes beyond perhaps what was expected originally. Sure, I see. All right, I think we'll wrap up there. But thanks for that, Jan. I guess in summary, um, well, this this deal in Paris was a big historic deal um, on climate change, which has taken a long time uh, to arrive at. It has implications for markets in that. Uh, in two aspects. One, 
it could encourage, there is actual uh, language in there to set up a new international crediting mechanism. So that could lead to future international trade uh, as we go forward. Um, but also, the general framework is there to, for emissions trading systems to develop in the future, but also link, if not in language, then in sentiment. Uh, thanks for joining us today, and uh, if you'd like to find out more information, please visit isis.com. Thanks. Thank you.